This episode of Eat This, Not That is brought to you by Ned. It's no secret that CBD has reached its peak in terms of consumer interest. Its healing properties and interaction with the human body's endocannabinoid system produces incredible benefits for sleep, anxiety, inflammation, and so much more. The problem is that we are being bombarded with hundreds of CBD companies that offer little in terms of transparency or assurance of quality. This is where Ned comes in. Ned's collection of full-spectrum hemp products contains premium CBD extracted from the finest hemp flowers, all grown by Farmer Kurt on a 12-acre homestead on the bountiful farmland of Paonia, Colorado. Paonia is renowned for its perfect agricultural climate, rich soil, abundance of sunshine, and fresh Rocky Mountain water. Ned goes above and beyond to keep things simple and transparent. The only two ingredients in their oil is full-spectrum hemp extract from flowers, not stems, and organic MCT oil. Better yet, their third-party labs are available for viewing right on their website, so you can be sure you get what you pay for. No secrets, full transparency. From seed to bottle, Ned's premium small batch products are slow crafted to deliver superior quality while respecting the plant and supporting independent farmers, communities, and the environment. So if you want to check out Ned and experience the true benefits of CBD and the full spectrum of cannabinoids, this is the product you should try. You can get 15% off your first order with free shipping by going over to www.helloned.com slash eat this. That's www.helloned.com helloned.com slash eat this and use code eat this at checkout. Go see what the hype's all about. All right. Welcome to the Eat This Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And this week we are finally ending the speculation, uh, finally putting an end to probably so many household arguments, at least arguments in my household. Same. Not really yeah. arguments, I guess. Strong debates, maybe. Strong debates. Um, but maybe maybe, the, maybe there could be arguments in other households, I guess. Um, and, and ones that have just raged on for, for eons. We're going to finally tell you what foods you should not be storing in the fridge once and for all. Megan, are there only are, are there any fr- fridge uh, storage yeah. wars in, in, in your household? <laughs> My husband and I definitely debate about uh, sriracha sauce and hot sauces, putting them in the fridge or not. And I put hot sauce on wow. a lot of things. And also tomatoes. We've oh, wait, been... do, you, do you put hot sauce in the fridge or do yes. you not? You do. I have like a... Okay, a, I don't. So yeah. th- we would, we would finalize it. We're going we to finalize it today. But I'm a hot sauce junkie. And usually when I travel, I pick up hot sauces from places I've been. So mm. probably like a half entire of my fridge shelf hot on the sauce. door is hot hot sauce. So if, if it's not supposed to be in the fridge, I'm going to get a lot more room. Right. So I just, to me, like hot sauce in a cold fridge just doesn't. Oh, yeah, it's kind of I, you know, <laughs> yeah, oxymoron right there, just, right? I, maybe it's, maybe it, we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're, also we're all, tomatoes. We're going to get some tomatoes. Yeah. There's another one. Um, in my household, what? it's it's like citrus, right? It's the little, mm-hmm. uh, like the halo, or, like the little mini oranges. It's, do they go in the fridge? Do they not go in the fridge? I say no. Natalie thinks yes. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't feel strongly about it either way. Um, and you know, oddly enough, it's not a, it's not a, a debate in... In our household, but it's something that you notice uh, between uh, my in-laws versus my parents. Uh-huh. And my mom, my family doesn't put butter in the fridge. But really, but Natalie's parents uh, mm-hmm. came. She came from a butter in the fridge household. Um, I'm fine with butter in the fridge, by the way. It's no big deal. But it's just it was always again. That's another thing we're gonna get some clarity on today. Yeah, I'm um, interested in that yeah. one for sure. So I mean, if you're fighting over butter or hot sauce or tomatoes or citrus, you're in, this is this is it. This, this is going to be you. the line. Well, the thing that I find interesting as well is that certain items actually taste better and maintain a more favorable texture when they're kept out of the cold, but other foods actually keep more of their nutrients uh, when they're left out. 
And believe it or not, cold air can break down the antioxidants in certain fruits, like maybe like your citrus, Mm -hmm. and stop the ripening process of others. Then there are everyday items, maybe like hot sauce, we'll find out, that simply don't need to be stored in the fridge. So today we're breaking down some of the most common culprits to help you find some more valuable fridge storage right. space, which we can all use. We can. Who can't? I mean, more room to put more great foods in there, by exactly. the way. Exactly. So fridge is always jam-packed. Let's dive in and let's start with tomatoes, something you mentioned. Yes. Um, not something that, that causes any stress in, in my house anyway. We always just leave these out on the counter. Uh, I've always heard that you should leave them on a windowsill, mm-hmm. uh, but that... I've, that's not worked out well for me in the past. So we just stick with the counter for the most part. And, you know, look, one easy way to make your produce last longer is to keep tomatoes out of the fridge. So okay. tomatoes are a no fridge food. Um, they're best stored in a cool, dry place at room temperature. That way they're going to maintain their, their moisture. Like they get a little hard and, and dry in the, in the fridge, I guess. So, so keep them out on the counter or as long as, but not by the windowsill because it's, you know, a cool, a dry place, the windowsill that, that sun comes through and you have stewed tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is bananas. So I've put bananas in my fridge before and they turn brown right away. So this is not one that I do, but a lot of people might be confused. But to keep bananas the freshest, store them at room temperature with plastic wrap around the stems. That's key, by the way. That is key because the plastic wrap will stop them from releasing the ethylene gas, which speeds up the ripening process. This, And now I use bananas all the time to help ripen other fruits. If you put, mm-hmm. like I buy, you avocados. know, rock, yeah, avocados, a ripe hard mango, you know, you put it in a paper bag with bananas and they, they emit that gas and it helps ripen them. But if you're just talking about bananas, you don't want them to ripen too fast or else you're making banana bread tomorrow. So then just plastic wrap around the stems. So in the plastic wrap, by the way, if you're, if you're buying bananas and you get home, and you take them out and you, you put them, you know, either whether you put them in the fridge or you put them on your counter and you're you're one of those people that like, you're, there's always a kind of, some, sometimes they have that plastic film on the stems yeah, exactly. and some people just will just rip that off and put it in the trash. Don't do that. Just keep it's, it. It's there yeah. so that they don't ripen too fast. And if you get home and that plastic wrap is not there, just, uh, I use press and seal. Just grab some press and seal perfect. and just wrap the stems. What I will do is, is once the bananas start to get a little spotted and they start to, to ripen, then they go in the fridge because then you can slow the process right. down uh, a little bit and and I'm going to use it the next day or two anyway. Um, so that's fine. Okay. Now to the, the debate Your in my debate, household, yes. right? Citrus fruit. Now citrus flavors like lemons, limes, oranges, and grapefruits, let's say, they're all great examples of food that doesn't need to be refrigerated. does not need to go in the refrigerator. Why? Because these juicy fruits are best preserved in a countertop fruit basket. So that way, again, you want to keep them in a cool, dry, well-ventilated, ventilated place like your your cupboard let's say you can like uh, my mother-in-law actually has this this great basket like, like a fruit basket, basket yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sits above the counter that mm-hmm. she has like lemons and stuff like that in and again it's like the the fridge is going to kind of much like tomatoes the juices are just not not going to be there it's not going to be as moist and, and juicy when you cut into that fruit now again I, I think you know once it starts to reach that that peak ripen state is where you might want to put it in the fridge to kind of prolong it for a little bit once it hits that stage. Yeah. But once you bring it home, just don't throw it in the fridge. Right. And think about how much space you're going to save if you're not putting a cantaloupe or a bag, <laughs> yeah. or a bag of like oranges in the fridge. Totally. Like that's a, that's a lot of space you just bought exactly. yourself. Exactly. All right. My favorite avocados. 
So fully ripe avocados should be stored in the fridge, especially if you're not going to eat them that day. Mm -hmm. You want to prolong them. You don't want mushy avocados. They go so fast. It's like you blink and avocados are overripe. So if they're underripe, they should be kept at room temperature. Keep them out in a basket, like you said, on the counter, cool, dry place. And you know when they're ripe, when it yields to pressure. People, a lot of people aren't sure when they get avocados. It's one of those tricky things in the supermarket. You know, which one do you get? Am I cooking? Am I using it today? Am I waiting a week? So just when it yields to light pressure, then you know you're pretty good to go. And also, where you're keeping your avocados on the counter matters. Again, like you said, you don't want to put them next to bananas if yeah. if they're kind of ripe because they're going to go right quick. Um, and there's other fruits. Again, any, any fruits that are... Uh, you know, high ethylene producing uh, fruits, and you can easily just Google that and, and get a list. Those are you want to keep them further away from that, and you can do that by you know storming a brown bag. They'll ripen a little quicker on their mm-hmm. own. Um, or you know, we started putting things in separate bowls just to kind of get some separation. Yeah, at keep least it like an eighth grade dance, too. you right, know, exactly. <laughs> other sides of the room. <laughs> okay, so now uh, to the uh, my childhood kind of dilemma: butter. Right. Okay. I would never even think would, would you butter, put butter in the fridge. Always. Always. I would never think not to. I would think right. it would. It's it's dairy. I, I don't okay, know. So, so I'm interested okay. in this. So there's there are two distinct camps of people in this world. Those who would rather eat a chip off the floor than use butter that's been out all night, like yourself. Okay. Five or, or, second or rule, maybe. For, for five <laughs> second. And those who wouldn't dream of storing their butter any other way. Now, butter, as you said, it is a dairy product, and it's easy to see why most people think it needs to be kept cold, but that's not actually the case. It turns out butter can be stored safely outside the fridge in an airtight container. And that's where my mom probably, it was just like on a butter dish, mm-hmm. always. Yeah. <laughs> it was just set Old on school, the counter. Of course. Uh, not an airtight container, but there you go. It doesn't have to go in the fridge. Now, I prefer butter in the fridge myself now, by the way. So if you're listening and you're offended by my, <laughs> my room temperature butter. Um, but, but I will say this, like if you're, if you're using, I mean, you're going to bring it out before dinner. Right. So it's not like rock hard. Yeah, when you want to spread it on that butter on like a piece of bread or something exactly. like that? It just doesn't make sense. So, you know, by leaving it out at room temperature... You don't have to worry about that. That's this it's, one's it's so ready interesting to, spread, to me. Right? It's ready to go. Yeah. Okay. The other debate is hot sauce, since I'm a hot sauce junkie. But the capsation, which is the compound that gives chilies their signature kick, which makes it spicy in the first place, it's been shown to increase body heat, boost metabolism, and decrease appetite. So it's good for you. It's good to have a little hot sauce once in a while in your food. After opening a new bottle, most people pop it in the fridge, myself included. But according to popular hot sauce manufacturer Frank's Red Hot, gotta love Frank's, that's almost always an unnecessary move. So you don't really need to store it in the refrigerator. But just make sure, like check the label of your specific brand to make sure you can keep it in the cabinet. Just like anything. If it says refrigerator after opening, I mean, forget what we're saying here. Like I would, I would, I would would (laughs) defer to the the, the label. Every hot sauce is made differently. I don't put my my hot sauce in, whether it's Tabasco or Cholula, it's all in my, I have a little cabinet with like sauces and and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just up in there. I would never think, I would, I would never think of putting it in the fridge. I don't know why. It's not anything just, um, again, I was just like hot sauce in a cold fridge. I don't want this to be cold. I want right. it to be hot. Now, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't really make sense, which is something I've always done. But now I'm going to, I'm right. going to stop because I'm going to get so mm. much more fridge space See? out of this episode. You can get back like half a shelf and put <laughs> other, other containers there. I can like sleep there. in my fridge after this episode. So here's one, that, like hot sauce, always in my house. Um, cake. 
Now, while some cakes need to be stored in the fridge, frosting-free cakes and those topped with ganache or buttercream will be fine for up to three days stored in an airtight container on the counter. And that's shocking. I thought buttercream was something that, like, that's something that I would definitely put in the fridge, in, in the fridge, in the fridge, um, because I would think, again, like butter, buttercream, I think right. just, I would, put, I would put it in the fridge, but you don't have to, I guess. If you're worried that a whole cake will spoil before you can eat it, not a problem in my house, by the way. <laughs> Mine either. Uh, <laughs> you can cut it into small slices and then store them individually in the freezer, and that way uh, they'll be less apt to dry out. So there's there's kind of like pro tip. Like if you have a big cake and you're like, oh my god, do you know, don't waste this whole cake. Don't have to waste it. Slice it, put it in the freezer. You know, it's like you do it with your wedding cake. Like right. we pulled like a year later, we pulled our the, what was left of our wedding cake out and like was it, it, it was good? totally fine. It was by fine. the way, it was delicious. Um, so it works for any old cake too. Okay, bread. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I've guilty never of this been a, too. I've never been a bread in the fridge person ever. I just, again, it's like hot sauce to me. It's something that just doesn't doesn't compute. I, I I throw the bread in the fridge if it's like maybe day three, and I'm like, let me prolong its life. I don't want any mold on there because I always get like nice freshly made bread without preservatives. But unless it's a variety that's supposed to be frozen, like Ezekiel bread, right. you're supposed to store your bread in a cool, dry place. So I'm wrong again. Right. <laughs> but get a bread box. I know, I should. I should get a bread box. But if you tend to take a very long time to polish off your entire loaf of bread or whatever, baguette, whatever it may be, opt for freezing your bread over refrigerating it. It's the See, same no, exact I'll, thing. I'll do that. I'll freeze, I'll, I'll take a Ziploc, I'll take half a loaf and kind of you know spread the slices out so they don't all stick together. And because what I've found is taking two slices out of the freezer and putting them in the toaster and our toaster has like a defrost setting. Yeah, so when perfect. I when I dial it and I hit the defrost and it doesn't just toast like full blast, it kind of warms it up and then, and then toast it. It works just as well as if it was coming out of the bread basket. Yeah, it doesn't really change the texture Right, and I don't have much. to worry about half the loaf going moldy or stale after three, four days and, and being, you know, PO'd because I just wasted half a loaf of bread right. or I'm trying to salvage it. That's just in the freezer. It's a piece of cake. There. Um, now, we're going to take a quick break from these great decisions about what not to put in your fridge anymore to talk about how a small decision you make can have a big impact. Honest Tea and Beverage's latest effort illustrates the power consumers have to create a lasting, positive impact on their own lives, their families, and the well-being of others around the world just by making the relatively small choice to purchase an honest beverage. From teas to juice to lemonade, they're delicious, refreshing, and certified organic. Honest has been on a mission for more than two decades to create and promote great-tasting, healthy, organic beverages. Through their new campaign, they are shining a spotlight on the work they've been doing to democratize organics and support our Fair Trade certified suppliers. And for every Fair Trade certified Honest product sold, the producer earns an additional amount of money that goes into a community development fund at Origin. From there, a committee of farmers decides together how to spend their funds to improve their lives. The premiums fund things like bikes, clean water, schools, healthcare, and vital farming equipment. The small choice of what you drink when you're thirsty means a lot to a lot of people. It's back to you, right? You did that. You helped these people. Visit honesttea.com slash podcast to learn more about Honest and how your small decision has a big impact. Now, you may not realize it, but the average American blasts their eyes with bright screens for 11 hours every day. When you consider how much of our lives revolves around devices, it doesn't seem that crazy. I mean, whether I'm staring at my iPhone, my iPad, my laptop, a TV, it's just, it's constant. So 11 hours probably doesn't even cut it for me. It's probably, it's probably more than that, probably more for most people, the way, the way we kind of interact with devices today. And the fact is, you can't eliminate the extensive screen time from your lives, but you can protect your eyes 
from it with a pair of Felix Grey blue light filtering glasses available in both non-prescription and prescription. The majority of Americans actually live with tired, dry eyes, blurry vision, or headaches caused by these screens. And if this sounds familiar, Felix Grey glasses are for you. Felix Grey glasses filter out 90% of high-energy blue light and eliminate 99% of the glare coming from your daily barrage of these screens. And unlike other blue light filtering glasses, Felix Grey uses proprietary blue light technology embedded directly into the lens, as opposed to a cheap coating that can easily chip or scratch over time. And they look great too. Felix Grey is on a mission to make fashionable, high-quality blue light protection widely accessible by offering a variety of frames for all face shapes and style preferences. Felix Grey frames are handcrafted from the same high-quality materials used in high-end designer frames like organic Italian acetate and German-engineered steel. Felix Grey glasses are available in non-prescription, prescription, and readers, as well as adult and kid sizes. Don't go another day looking at screens without the help of some Felix Greys. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash eat this for free shipping and 30 days of risk-free returns or exchanges. That's Felix Gray, G-R-A-Y, glasses.com slash eat this. Now, back to our fridge tips. All right. Now, herbs, it, that's a tough one for me, right? Because I always feel like uh, they're fresh and and crisp, and I want to keep them that way, and, mm-hmm. and the fridge makes sense to me when it comes to herbs. You know, but if you think it's like, like basil, right? Basil is always a tough one where I buy it, and I feel like it just needs to go right in the fridge. Think about it, though. This leafy green herb grows just fine on a sunny windowsill, so why would I possibly want to put, put it in the icebox, right? Yeah, it just exactly. doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. So, you know, after what you do is after trimming off its ends, store the the flavorful plant in a glass or or a mason jar, let's say, filled with some fresh water, and there it will thrive until it's ready to be used. And it, that's something else I, w- I wouldn't have done, right? I would just let it dry out and die a horrible, useless <laughs> that's death. Horrible. We'll teach so, death. <laughs> just doesn't you work. You can't waste basil. The Italian in me, that's like a sacrilege over there. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up is potatoes. So I, I would never think to put potatoes no. in a fridge. I didn't grow up putting potatoes in a fridge. I know people who, who you, you, do. you pull that drawer out in their fridge and, and there's, there's potatoes in there, in there. And it just doesn't make sense. To, to me, it's like, it's like bread, what causes mold? Moisture. Yeah. And, and the fridge can be a pretty moist environment. Mm-hmm. So I would never think of putting bread or potatoes in there. But some people do. That's people, why it's on our do. list. It's a, it's a common culprit. So you should store your potatoes in a cool, dark place, again, like your pantry. And when you store it like that, they should last for about three weeks. Actually, when you put potatoes in a fridge, it will cause their starch to convert to sugar, and it, it results in a, in a weird kind of sweeter taste, mm. actually, which is... You don't want that. No, you don't no. want that. Wow. So here's, here's another one that is probably... I've, again, I don't put them in the fridge until after I've, I've cut them, of course, but, but whole uh, melons, right? Watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, they're all filled to the brim with antioxidants like vitamin C, lycopene, beta-carotene, and which neutralizes uh, cell-damaging uh, free radicals. Mm-hmm. So that's the great thing about the, these fruits. They're packed with these antioxidants. And to preserve these health-protective nutrients, you should store melons whole, as opposed to sliced, on your kitchen counter. No, again, once you slice them, you want to put them in the right. fridge. because, Or actually, um, slice melon and put some in the freezer. Oh yeah, and it's when great it's treat. hot, like like perfect. like we've had here in the Northeast the last few weeks, you go to that freezer and you pull out some honeydew. 
that's not bad. It's not or, bad at or all. Or you could uh, throw Watermelon. it into a, a blender, mm-hmm. smoothie it. That's pretty good too. Uh, the chili air, by the way, will break down those delicate antioxidants that I mentioned at the top. So again, you said at the top how some of the you know the cool environment of the, of the fridge can actually uh, eradicate some of the nutri- nutrients yeah. in these foods. This is this is a case that's with smart. melons where the antioxidants won't won't hold up well in the fridge environment. So if if you have whole melons, keep them on the countertop until you're ready to slice them up. This is another one I do I do wrong. I'm yeah. learning so yeah. much today. Yeah, I throw watermelon right in the fridge because I because I like well, it like cold. Watermelon? Yeah, wow. <laughs> or sometimes I get like okay. a, yeah, it's like takes up half my yeah, fridge. That's what I was gonna say. But it's you, just like colder and refreshing. I don't so know. So the only thing that's in your fridge fridge is watermelon, hot sauce, and bread. <laughs> totally. There's no, you have no Come room for anything for else party. in your fridge. No, definitely not. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, this is one that is another very common. Culprit. A lot of people do this. A by lot the way. of people I used do to this. do this, and I stopped doing this because I I had seen something about this earlier. So I don't do it anymore. All right, coffee lovers. Many of us out there are coffee lovers. Listen to this one. If you're currently storing your grounds or your beans in the refrigerator or even freezer, I know a ton of people who do that as well. Relocate them to a pantry as soon as possible. Yeah. The fridge creates condensation, like you just mentioned before. That can alt- actually alter the flavor of your favorite brew. So the best way to store coffee is in an airtight container at room temperature. Yeah. If look, if you really enjoy your coffee, and and whether it's fresh beans um, or whole beans, and you grind them, or you grind a, a bunch and then try and keep some of the grounds ready just so you have coffee ready to go. The best thing to invest in is a rock solid airtight container. That is the yeah. best thing you can do for your for your coffee beans or or your your coffee, uh, your ground coffee beans, whether whole or, or whole or ground. Um, putting them in the freezer, putting them in the fridge just doesn't work. It's too much moisture. It's not the right environment for those things. Get an airtight container. It's that simple. It's that simple. All right, this one tripped me up a little bit because this is this is something that as soon as I take it out of the shopping bag, I, I put it. In in the fridge, like in the vegetable drawer. In the but, drawer. But but here's the thing with me, and this is this is what perplexes me a lot with a lot of these foods, especially in the produce section. Um, when I when I take something and put it in my basket, and it's in like a chilled environment in the store. Right. Why wouldn't I put that like, you would think in the fridge? Right. right I, I think fridge. I think to myself, this needs to be cold. And and the one that trips me up all the time until I until I saw this for this episode, bell peppers. Who knew? Bell peppers are one of the healthiest foods on the planet, by the way, but they stop ripening once they're placed in the fridge. They actually, it stops the ripening process. So, so it's just like you shut it down. So when you have like really super firm or uh, tough, tough peppers, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because I'm throwing them right in the, in the darn hmm. fridge. I can stop doing that. If you prefer a sweeter tasting pepper, like most of my household does, yeah. by the way, um, keep them out of the cold. Instead, store them on uh, in a cool, well-ventilated place like many other of these, these uh, vegetables and fruits that we're talking about, like your kitchen counter. But don't put them in the fridge because it just throws the, the ripening process, just throws the brakes on them. It's like that's pulling the emergency a, brake on the, on the peppers. That's so interesting. I would yeah. never think never that either. Yeah, because they are chilled in the store. It's so, so you wonder so, what the, why they do that. I know. The, the problem here is not with us. It's with the grocery store, apparently. Totally. <laughs> messing with our minds. Okay, this one, I definitely... You know, I do all these wrong. Right. I'm, like, failing at the fridge knowledge until today. I'm just... I'm so excited that I'm going to have a resurgence of everything I knew. Um, soy sauce. I, I would... Soy sauce goes in the fridge. After, okay. after you open it... It's, to me, it's one of those things where after you open it, it should go in the fridge. That was my school of thought as well. However... Like sodium-filled condiments like soy sauce and even fish sauce are fine in your cupboard because, like the salt they well, have in pre- them, it prevents the right. growth of bacteria and other organisms that can cause them to spoil. 
Well, so. Well, that's and so that like our last one as well, pickles, right? Like mm -hmm. salty condiments, pickles do just fine outside of the fridge. The sodium-filled water that they spend their entire lives in acts as a natural preservative. So, you know, look, that's that therein lies part of the problem too. Is is if you have a a food that's so overly like preserved yeah. or loaded with preservatives that it doesn't need to be put in the fridge to, to extend its life. Um, you should use that, that food sparingly, by the way. Um, but pickles are pretty good. Pickles, I love I mean, pickles, I like but they're pickles. in my fridge. So look, there you have it. Now your kitchen arguments can focus on what you put on all of the shelf space you just opened up instead of what's hogging up that shelf space now, like hot sauces and bread and, and a giant watermelon. Um, <laughs> for more great tips, tricks, hacks, and smart food swaps, be sure to check out eatthis.com and follow us via your favorite social media feeds. You can also drop us a line about what you're thinking via email at podcast at eatthis.com. Until next time, I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. Feel free to say hello to me as well on social media at This Girl Can Eat. And definitely let us know what food decisions are on your mind so we can tackle them here for you as we help you eat this, not that.